Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Views of Our Own, a podcast focusing on journalism and the world of media. I'm Misha, and I'm joined, as always, by Sophie. Hey, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about student journalism and university publications with Charlotte Comber. Charlotte is currently doing a master's degree at City University London. She is also a fabulous freelance writer and does lots of voluntary work as well, for example, as the training and opportunity officer for the SPA. Hi, everyone. So, Charlotte, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone a bit more now and just talk a bit about what you do, your kind of passions within the media industry, your careers and experiences so far and any future goals you might have? Well, yep. So as Sophie mentioned, I do MA Magazine Journalism at City University London, which is a lot of fun, very difficult and challenging, but also a lot of fun. And because I don't value my free time at all, I also do a lot of volunteering in my spare time. So I'm a training and opportunities officer for the Student Publication Association. It involves arranging stuff like the mentorship scheme, getting training resources together for student journalists and just kind of like being a sort of point of contact to help them kind of divert themselves a little bit. And I'm also a campus ambassador for Tabau, which is an innovative student publication, like a national one focusing on disabilities at university. And as Sophie mentioned, I do quite a lot of freelancing on the side, which is super crazy because I only really started recently. So I've been involved in publications like uh, Metro, The Independent, uh, The Breakdown, which has all been super fun and rewarding because it's really a dream to be able to be paid for, to write about stuff you're passionate about. And like I know, would have been able to get there without student journalism and as well as that on the weekends I do a little bit of an entertainment writing for a new sports website just talking about TikTok one of my greatest loves so which is again a lot of fun in terms of like my niche and my passions I'm very opinionated and I love the sound of my own voice so uh, opinions and personal essays is probably where my passions lie really especially talking about mental health neurodiversity politics society and culture and I'm just kind of plodding along with my masters hoping that I'll somehow be employed in a few months time but honestly who knows it'd be great to end up being like a commissioning editor for somewhere like Yai, The Independent, Guardian, Hut Vice but you know you never know and I'd be grateful to have any kind of employment at this point (laughs) so yeah that's me. Well Charlotte it's a pleasure having you here and we can't wait to talk to you about all of your experience welcome to the show. So to kick things off you've mentioned with great passion of your experience in student journalism how did you get into that what led you down the route of journalism and why do you have such a passion for how it relates so I'm a bit of a grandma I'm 23 and that's because I initially started uni as a law student in 2016 and I'm not gonna lie I wasn't very good I was terrible Lord Newberger he was a head of the Supreme Court at the time and I was literally asleep during his talk like in front of the whole Southampton faculty so that was that was a low point but yes I wasn't very good I wasn't very passionate what I was doing I was a little bit directionless and then during the refreshers fair like quote unquote just basically just being in a sweaty sports hall with like societies jumping out at you I was approached by my student paper Wessex Scene and I ended up writing my first ever article about my experiences autism and I found it really really empowering wasn't my best work but it did sort of ignite that passion to sort of personal essays that can be writing but I carried on into my freelance work and have developed into my niche a little bit it's quite interesting because my first commission with a metro was also about having autism and stuff like that so it's really kind of went full circle in that way 
and I am really decisive. So like I wrote one article for Wessex soon and I was like, I'm going to become a journalist now and it's all going to be great. So I literally like from the space of three days, I got my law mark results, which I failed, obviously. I wrote my first article for Wessex scene and then I literally hand in the forms to swap over my course to English Lit. And then I was asked pretty soon after that to run for opinion editor the next academic year. Not going to lie. The reason I didn't like drop out and finish my year in law just so I could be valid to run for committee, which is actually really sad but I don't regret it at all because being asked to be opinion editor was such a confidence boost and oh. the fact that the team thought I was good enough to do that really made me think oh this babes is something I can do and so I ran for opinion editor in Wessex and got the role the next year I ran for deputy didn't get it crying in front of everyone so I went politics editor instead which again was really great it helped me develop my love for politics and become the meme lord people know today. And then next year, I became editor-in-chief, which was one of the best things I've ever done. Like, it was a lot of work, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And did a little bit of stuff for Tab. And obviously, that was a very different to what I would usually do. But it was still a great experience being part of a national organisation. And I did get the opportunity to write for the Tab about my experiences, like exchanging courses. And when that happened, a lot of people messaged me saying they're going through a similar thing and they felt inspired by my article a little bit and that kind of made me realize through journalism through student journalism I can make an impact and can help people make a difference and that again sort of drove me forward into being really really involved in student journalism throughout my whole degree really. Wow, well, you've obviously got lots of really great experiences and I'm really glad you found journalism because I love reading your work. So just as a student journalist, what kind of lessons and skills did you learn and how have they helped you since in your further academic and journalistic career? Before I got involved in student journalism, I was really, really shy. Like, I just literally never spoke. And I was very used to being sidelined. But being a student journalist, as I wrote more and more about how I thought and how I felt, I kind of realised that my voice and my opinion actually matters and that my opinions have value. And through that, I became more confident in my everyday life. I became more vocal about how I feel about things and led to me kind of standing up myself more and just becoming more proactive and confident. And in terms of how it benefited your my further career, like being confident is really, really important in journalism because a lot of the time when it comes to opportunities, like for this podcast, for example, you have to go out for yourself and be proactive and reach out because because way the industry is like you have to do a lot of the legwork yourself so being able to develop my confidence especially has been the main thing but as well as that basic like editorial skills like subbing in design <laughs> I say with dread uh house styles and that was really useful because employers really love that when I spoke about sort of the basic editorial stuff I've done and then collaboration working with like my committees and kind of teamwork and multitasking and like time management I'm juggling many different things and being part of student journalism has really helped me my time management organize my time like with my autism I struggle a lot with how to organize my time how to balance everything and being a student journalist where you kind of have to drop everything write a story if something happens it's really helped me refine that time management a lot which obviously that is something employers definitely really really value these days and like just generally as well as helping me to sort of refine my craft and give examples and clip 
clippings at like interviews and pitching and stuff it's also given me the opportunity to be kind of experimental and try new things in like a supportive environment so for example uh, in my first year as a opinion editor my editor Freya she's like she was the best I, I love her so much she's my inspiration she gave me the opportunity to sort of run an autism awareness week and again you just get the opportunity to really do whatever you want basically and with people there who are backing you who believe in your ideas and it's just a really unique and great thing and just being able to try new things work out where your niche lies work out what types of writing work for you they've all really helped shape my career and I think the experience I got really made a difference it's hard to get experience in the industry and even most entry-level jobs and courses expect you to have some kind of level of experience so having that student journalism experience under your belt is really really helpful and I found with my master's like some of the stuff I've learned from student journalism has definitely come in handy, especially when it comes to in design and using stuff like WordPress and in my job as well. It's all very much transferable skills that have helped me in what I'm doing now. So in terms of obviously different publications will have different focuses and different sections and all that. But what are the main things that as a student journalist are good topics that you find are good to sort of get into the industry doing? So uh, drawing from your experience as an opinions editor, what are some of the top that some people might come to you and write about for the first time and how do you think that all these different sections can open up for different people to come and write and pursue an interest in student journalism? Obviously uh, as opinion editor it's probably one of the hardest jobs because you've got to consider like balancing different points of view because in order to do your job well like um, you have to make sure you're not being too biased and one-sided because if you want to represent the whole student body you have to be careful not to take a stance but at the same time be supportive and providing a platform for students to get that have their voices heard essentially and that is something that I've always really like prided myself on and that I found to be really important so when I was opinion editor people came to talk about all kinds of things it can be like university life it could be why Donald Trump's the worst it could be uh, something that really stuck out to me during my time as opinion editor was when I was opinion editor that was around the time the Me Too movement was really kicking off and we ended up well, I ended up doing like a mini series with some very sort of like inspiring students who remained anonymous where they shared their stories of violence and assault and how they overcame that yeah it's just being a platform for students to express themselves in a safe space and to get their stories and their voice out there on topics that can be incredibly personal to them or on matters that are really important that people need to talk about so as you said like there's loads of different sort of different publications that have different things you can get sort of specialist ones that have really niche topics like in Aberdeen there's one focusing on cats which is amazing like journal of matters relating to felines definitely check it out when i was in wessex scene we covered like news features opinion sport science lifestyle and then we also had um, in our university the edge and that was a magazine focusing on like arts and culture entertainment i feel like if you want to make the most out of your time as student journalist you should definitely dabble on everything and try and do as much as possible because like even if it's something you don't really feel comfortable in i think it's definitely beneficial to try your hand at as many different types of journalism as possible because you might end up really, really liking it. Before I was politics editor, I never really exposed myself much to political journalism, but it was only through kind of going out my comfort zone and trying politics that I realised I actually really, really liked it. And I ended up choosing politics as my specialism for my master's, like political journalism. And as well as like um, opinion and features, personal essay, which is obviously really, really important, 
I think that the student journalists, it's definitely important to try and uh, cover news, to do news reporting and doing interviews, because news definitely is a driving force in any sort of student publication. And it's probably the most important section. That's what gets the views. That's where you sort of break the big stories. And again, interviewing is such a vital skill to have. So interview features, I think, are also like super important. And yeah, it's great because you've got all these niches like sport and science and lifestyle, and it can really help students develop niches and grow and develop in these respective areas. Like I know people who were for editor for West 16 who are now doing sort of really amazing stuff like F1 and motorsports companies. So it's definitely, if you find a section you like in your student paper, you can definitely use that to develop your skills and then take that into the real world a little bit. No, that's definitely a great opportunity that student journalism provides to people. And so many universities have great student publications and a great student media setup. But then there's obviously some who don't or sometimes students might not get involved with journalism whilst they're at uni and then decide they actually do want to be a journalist afterwards. Do you think you have to be a student journalist to then also have a career in journalism? And what can students do if their student media just maybe isn't that great. While uh, being a student journalist, become a journalist after graduating, it probably does help in some ways. It absolutely isn't essential. And I feel like there's a massive misconception that you have to go to uni to be a journalist. And as a result of that, the industry currently is very much dominated by white, middle class, red brick, Russell group people. We definitely need more diversity in the newsroom. We definitely need, if we're going to talk about marginalised communities, people with disabilities, people from different ethnicities, we need to have people from those communities telling most stories so there's countless routes into journalism outside of uni like apprenticeship distance learning where you can get sort of qualifications like the nctj college and get that there's all sorts of different routes outside of university and your degree where you can become a student journalist and the student media scene is very dependent based on what uni you go to i was quite lucky that wessex scene at southampton had a functioning student paper but not all universities do so for students that don't have an outlet and they want to start developing their experience they are in quite a fortunate position compared to probably about five years ago like with lockdown especially there's so many different volunteer-led publications which are now a thing which is definitely really really helpful so places like independent the meridian uh, canada orange uh, shamed magazine there's, hun- there's literally hundreds of volunteer publications that people who aren't necessarily student and people who don't really have a student media scene at their uni can go get that sense of community and get their skills and experience that you can get from a student publication and if you do go to uni where there isn't like a student publication like if it's dead there's no reason why you can't revive it and if there isn't one there's no reason why you can't make one like it goes back to sort of like what I said about being confident and being proactive if there's a gap and you see that and you want to make a magazine why the hell not do what you want And obviously, writing for free is a huge point of contention. But for people who don't have an outlet to vert their journalism as a student journalist, these kind of volunteer platforms, whether it be a student paper or a volunteer publication, they're really great in helping students gain the skills and experiences they need to become confident enough to yeah, and apply for these jobs and to have skills and experience to get these jobs no i get uh, that having that experience and having the background from student journalism can be really good especially if you're going as far to create your own platform or publication that you can use later to demonstrate your own work one thing i'm curious though is 
aside from being a place to voice opinions and views and editorials about different things about the world, there's also a very internal uh, aspect to student publications. I know from my experience working at my student's university paper that it's not just about the external, what's going on in the world, but the internal, what's going on within campus. The paper has the ability, because it's student-run, to sort of hold a university to account in a similar way as the mainstream press do of politicians. So what do you think is the typical relationship between the university and the university paper? And do you think that gives them a certain degree of authority? I mean, I could honestly do a whole podcast series on my experience working with students' unions and universities as editor. It is such a complicated and nuanced relationship. Like, obviously, it's difficult to say because it's very dependent on each university and students' union, how they interact with student papers. You've got to consider stuff like how financially dependent the paper is on the sort of students' union or university. Because if the paper is independently funded, it's advertised, it's a lot less stressful to probably hold them to account than it is if they have the purse strings. There's always that kind of underlying fear like, oh, if I annoy them too much, will they cut my funding, etc, etc. There is definitely a bit of a power struggle sometimes concerning the independence of a student paper and how much freedom a student paper should be entitled to. I'd say like dealing with students' unions and universities in minority cases can be difficult in terms of funding papers and being held to account, like dealing with those situations where you might find trouble in holding people to account or in like getting the funding you need that is really good practice for like dealing with institutions like that in the real world because you're always going to encounter institutions who maybe can be a bit hard to work with sometimes it's definitely good practice in that sense obviously like I'm just going off my own experience here I'm sure like there's definitely student papers out there who have a really great sort of symbiotic relationship with their university and students union but it is very much very different for each uni and each student paper because obviously there's so much background factors that complicate things from my personal experience it's definitely a bit of like a conflict of interest sometimes because if you're literally part of students union they tend to get a little bit concerned when you hold them to account a little bit and they don't like to be spoken poorly about but then again like i don't think any organization wants to be spoken poorly about like nobody wants to be criticized like that's like a natural human thing so i guess in a sense you can't really blame them for that but i think that it's vitally vitally important to hold students unions universities to account i think that that is probably the most important part of being a student journalist because as a student journalist and the student papers in general you are the collective voice of student and it's really important the student journalists don't feel intimidated or backed into a corner by institutions because you have to remember that you have every right to report on news and to have an opinion about the students union even if that opinion isn't necessarily positive i certainly had a lot of uh, lively discussions debates with my students union because certain areas of the students union i worked with were kind of sensitive to criticism and sometimes my writers and myself would kind of struggle to have the freedom to report on issues that they felt made them look bad and it was a really really stressful part of my job I'm not gonna lie the single most stressful part of being editor of Wessex scene was dealing with like my students union university but it is definitely the most important part of the job because it's really important 
I'm not and I'm not sitting here saying like that there are some really great people in my students union who are really helpful like I had someone to report to and they were very responsive and like even liking the directors and stuff I spoke to they were again very responsive but it's all about making sure you start a dialogue with them and push back if you think they're not treating you the right way because it's all well and good to sit there being like oh my student union is so unfair but if you don't push back and challenge them if you think they're being unfair if you think you're being censored nothing will change so it's important I think to definitely speak up for yourself definitely important to like not be passive and speak up for yourself if you think something isn't right and for like editors and writers it's definitely good to be aware of stuff like Ipso's editor's code of practice and like any sort of like binding documents related to like your relationship with students union maybe looking into a little bit of media law because obviously making sure you're careful with stuff like libel and defamation because sometimes students unions and universities have valid reasons where you can't report on stuff if you're reporting on investigation like you know there might be confidential information that you can't speak about it isn't them being horrible or like trying to censor you it's literally like you can't break the law so definitely important to do your research and know your rights and to know where the law stands in certain issues and as we've seen with Palantine and Durham funding is like a huge issue for student papers and again like especially if you're funded by your students union and it's especially important again to engage in a healthy dialogue with your students union university if they're funding you and if you're not getting the funding you need to function it's definitely important to speak to them and to also speak out and as we've seen like with Palantine if you have issues with your students at university you aren't alone like organizations like the SBA will back you away so if you are in a difficult situation you shouldn't be afraid to reach out to get help. So that's definitely some great advice I think and some really good insight into how complex that relationship can be. So just taking student journalism into a bit of a broader context I guess where do you see student journalism in the wider media landscape and why is it important for the broader news and even for like national publications and putting things on the agenda that might not be there without student journalism student journalists are the ones who know everything's going on at university they're the ones with the lived experience of what's going on and with mainstream media student issues are either not covered as much as they should be or they're covered by middle-aged again middle-aged white men who don't really understand what it's like to be a student today so student journalists are the ones who are able to sort of advocate for themselves and report the realities of what's going on and it's not just about reporting news it's about like advocating for change and raising awareness and doing what's right so like over the years a lot of the big university stories that have come out nationally they are the result of the hard work of student publications again as I said because student journalists are the ones living at at university they're in a position to uncover and publicize some really important issues that need addressing so as we've seen recently with the rent strike or with how the students in Manchester were being literally sort of walled up and given really bad isolation packages and whistleblowing on issues like racism in Exeter there was an investigation that went out recently by Exapose which kind of highlighted a massive like issue of racism was going on at the university and with uh, Warwick there was a huge national investigation with 
of that with rape culture and group chats. And if it weren't for student publication kind of whistleblowing on that, it would have never made national press. It would never have caused the impact and the change that it eventually did. And that conversation would have never happened. So again, like if it weren't for student journalists, these vitally important issues, big ethical and moral issues and how they intersect in student life, they would never be reported. And they would never go on the national agenda if it weren't for their work. Because again, like if you look at national reportage on like university issues, you'll oftentimes find that they're kind of quoting from student publications. No, of course you're right. I mean, you mentioned Warwick as an example. I remember being there at the time when that story broke and watching the university publication, The Bore, not just covering the story, but then also the follow-up and putting pressure on the university to give the investigation and scrutiny that it deserved, particularly in regards to respect for the victim. So it's fantastic to see firsthand the importance and the impact of student journalism. Like it's not something to just dismiss or consider just like entry-level thing. So I'd love to also talk about uh, the work you do with SPA. Can you describe what the organization is and what support it gives to different university publications and what your work within the organization is? Student Publication Association is a charity. Basically, their role is to provide education for student journalists and as well as educating them on sort of stuff about the industry. We represent them, we support them and we advocate them and lobby for them. We represent their interests and give them networking opportunities, opportunities to win awards and to engage in workshops with speakers from all over the industry. So like at the moment, we're in the middle of our regional conferences and that's basically an opportunity for us to celebrate the hard work of student papers all over the UK and Ireland. This involves issuing awards like best publication for each region, best commitment, and then as well as the awards, there's also the opportunity to network for publications. I'll be digitally and then also meet these different speakers and have these workshops and learn so many things about the industry and as well as the conferences we do as well as us being in a position to lobby for and advocate for student journalists we also have stuff like the mentorship scheme which I would be something I oversee as training opportunities officer we just getting started the mentorship scheme this year and we ended up having like 41 matches which is really really nice to be able to help that many students we are in the process of matching up people for a buddy scheme which is headed by our communications officer Amy Brighty Potts I think she was actually on an episode of you guys a couple weeks ago again so a buddy scheme a mentorship scheme and also just like giving people training resource and stuff like that and again that is something that I cover as training opportunities officer so I work with people in the industry and myself we develop various guides to help student journalists learn crucial skills like sort of news reporting how to make your own publication so my role essentially is so I'm part of the exec committee and so like training opportunities officer sort of does what it says on the tin and it's just about developing quality of opportunity for students and giving them training resources to become better student journalists and that's something I'm really passionate about and I really enjoy my role and the exec committee and trustees and regional officers especially like everyone works really really hard with the goal of helping student journalists become better and to be feel supported and you know it's really great. The SPA is definitely a great organisation that people should really try and get involved in as student journalists because of the so many great opportunities that are provided through it. So you've detailed those a bit now. How can student publications or student journalists become involved with the SPA if they're not yet? And once they are involved, how can they best benefit from all the different things that SPA offers? So it's really easy to get involved in the SPA because if you're part of student publication, chances are you're already a member because I suppose you're part 
part of like uh, the ball and like say with the ball's member publication you're automatically part of the spa and that means you can get access to stuff like the mentorship scheme you can go to these conferences training resources sign up for buddy scheme all this stuff and if your publication is not a part of it it's just basically a case of filling out a form on our website it's free it takes like 10 minutes and if you don't come from a background where you've got a student paper or publication can apply for individual membership which again is a very quick and easy process just signing up online very very quick and easy and you get like monthly newsletters which tell you how to get involved what's going on with the SBA any sort of upcoming event that you should be aware of and in terms of how to best benefit from the SBA just sort of being proactive and engaging with your regional officer staying connected in the Facebook group and following our social media which is at SBA journalism which is just everything we do we sort of post on our social media and we put on our newsletters so just keeping an eye on our communications and that's probably the best way to stay in the loop and if you have an idea if you're unsure about something if you need our help it's just a matter of emailing or getting in touch with your regional officer or getting in touch with the chair or me or with anyone who's sort of relevant to your issue and yeah all the contact details are on the SBA website well thank you for going into the work of SBA it's been a fantastic organization that I know has helped so many publications so it's great to hear more about it in detail and thank you so much Charlotte for coming on the show it's been fantastic talking to you and listening about your work and experience working with student publications so if people want to follow your work or find any of the resources that you've described where can they find your stuff oh uh, so thank you for having me if people want to like I'm always happy to talk to people if they need help and stuff I usually apply at stupid times like 4am but I do always reply like I don't have a life so I'll be on Twitter at Colombo Shah. Email me at charlottelouisecolombo at gmail.com if you have a question or a problem. Again, more than happy to answer. In terms of the SBA, as I said, for our Instagram and our Twitter, it's at SBA Journalism. Uh, our website is spajournalism.com. And on the website, you should be able to find all our different contact details and also check out the SBA's Facebook page, which again, just type SBA Journalism into Facebook. You'll be able to find us. That is great. We're link to all of those in the show notes as well so you can find anything that's relevant and any contact details you might need for charlotte or the spa there whilst you're on social media you can obviously also follow views our own on instagram and twitter it's just at views our own simple enough thank you so much charlotte for coming on for this episode it's been great having you and we hope that all of our listeners have also really enjoyed it and we'll tune in again next week bye take care